Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, we made it through that long, nice holiday weekend. And we're here to hang out with you guys for the next three hours. And we've got Lori back with us in the studio, which is a blast. And we have another special guest for you guys. It's Brittany. Which was, is it hard for you guys to come back after a holiday or is it easy because you're ready to go? I mean, I was I was gone for like eight days, but I think that the Thanksgiving break is quite lovely. Yeah. Oh, Even just best. having that four days and then... This year, it seemed extra sweet because we got to be with family. family. Yep, yeah. Yep. You know, for the most, for a lot of people, whereas last year, no choice, you know, it was like, oh, you know, yeah. everybody's having their own. So I, I, I think a four day, you know, it's perfect. So like this morning, is great. was it a rough wake up for you or well, was it? A- yes, it was because yeah. I've gone from um, yeah. the, the Yucatan Peninsula, the glorious Riviera Maya, um and uh but you know what i do when i get back from a trip what do you do i don't look back and go when 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 we could go i was doing this when 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 i know what i do i unpack i do laundry i'm at a grocery store by 8 30 yeah you're i mean i just throw myself back into reality there that's you go. the best way to deal with it that because is. yep you know, I we had a great time, yeah. and um, this was a family trip that we were going on in March of 2020. Yeah, and it had been canceled and rebooked like four times, and then we had the great idea. Well, hey, let's go to Mexico, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was a nervous wreck because yeah. I went with a six month old, a five year old, and an eight year old, <laughs> albeit they had their parents. Yeah, and I had Grandpa Trampoline with me, Casey. <laughs> Um, who is beyond belief? I, I you were showing me in children. You're showing me videos, and I was like, he his next stop needs to be the chiropractor. But he just looks like he enjoys every, <laughs> every second of it, minute of it, I every mean, broken bone of yeah, it. Yeah, so good. Anyway, it was just it was so it was really you know fun, and I we were all just so appreciative that we finally got to go. Oh, I bet. And I mean, all the people that everyone that's in a service job in Mexico, whether it's a restaurant or a taxi or the, you know, a van, whatever you're doing, everybody's wearing masks and then they have quite the process. They had a down pat. We Mm -hmm. just paid, you know, uh, we rent through like this uh, Caribbean company for these condos and we just paid $40 a person mm-hmm. for somebody to come to our condo, do the rapid test, yeah. nice. give us the result right there. Then they email it to us with a thing that you need at the airport. So all the places that have tourists, they all know what they're doing yeah. as far as like mm-hmm. how you return back in. And it was like we were glad we had three hours because then 
we had like thing, another thing you had to upload and fill out on your smartphone mm-hmm. with a QR code. But I mean, it was easy peasy. They really know what they're doing. So, nice. I mean, if you're vaccinated, uh, I wouldn't have any hesitations about going, although this Star Trekian Omnicron mm-hmm. thing or whatever that is. But they said, you know, if you're vaccinated, you're not going to have to worry about it. I would have to say it was funny hearing you talk about your vacation when I first walked in because you were saying, well, I only read five books oh, this yeah. vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, she's there for, what, seven days? Eight days? Yeah. Eight days, you had five books. Only and I, five. I was like, you're well, Normally, it would have been like eight or nine yeah, books. So I was, do, I was, you know, doing more things and getting out of my chair. Yeah. Under my palapa, I was being... <laughs> Somewhat involved. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but they, it was it was really it, it was it, just fun. The photos, Good. the picture, the videos. It's all just looks. Yeah. It looked honestly. And it, do you know what's funny is you don't have that pang of like, oh, I wish I was there. You just it's so nice to see people doing things. Yeah, I'm and there sorry were a to lot. say it. We flew home on Sun Country yesterday, and I shout out to the gal who said hi to me. I, I forgot to ask her name, but. There were so many families. Yeah. I think that, you know, like maybe a lot of people had been postponing a trip that they'd had and they'd had a credit and blah, blah, blah. Because mm-hmm. I'd had like this huge credit on Sun Country yeah. to use. And, you know. I have something to say about the photos. And please don't be offended. All right. Your husband is normally, I mean, he's a very handsome fellow. He got about 400 times hotter when I saw him playing with a child oh, in the water yeah. with his gleaming muscles. I'm going to call him I'm going to call him a gilf. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, he he just is. Yeah, like, he just is. He just is. He was just throwing this little 6-month-year-old around in the water and I was like, that uh, is a man. Yeah, he's yeah. so cute. How about you guys? Did you have a great Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah, I spent some time with the family. Went out to New Germany where my cousin has a farm out there. He's got some horses and cow. I mean, we were we, you guys so happy to all see each other? Yeah, that was nice because last year we didn't get together. We didn't mm-hmm. get together for Christmas. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've all been together. That was really fun. But the my uh, claim to fame this weekend, I was at the Gopher game uh. against Wisconsin when that when we beat them to get the axe and rush the field and. For Were me, you rushing the field? Yeah, I went down there. Oh, I had to. I normally, I was like, you know what? I'll never. I've been going to go for Madison games my whole life, and I've never seen them win at home in my entire life. And to have that experience, and then not only six days prior that we beat the Packers, so to beat the Packers and the Badgers in a matter of six days. Gopher and Vikings fans were on a high there on Saturday. It was so much fun down at, at the bank. There, and then so. it crashed yesterday. Yeah, we got <laughs> we home in time to watch the Let's third and fourth. Oh. And I hadn't heard Casey raise his voice <laughs> or swear or yeah. say anything for eight days. And my gosh. Yeah. Um, he was taking um, the, you know, just taking a lot of swear words in with his breath and coming out. And- yeah, that was a tough ending there. There was a couple bad calls that weren't called at the end there. Of course, the Vikings just didn't know how to put it together at the end per usual. It's so, so funny because I only watched the first quarter because I was I needed to use the, the treadmill and that's downstairs. So Justin was watching it. So I was like, wow, they got this. Going to go upstairs live my life. <laughs> oh, you can't you count can on the Vikings until that. No, isn't it it's so over. true? I was like, he comes back up, he looks all deflated and I was like, I should have stayed on that treadmill. I'm sorry, that's honey. Right. It's my, I know it's my fault, but you can't, I can't do more than an hour, <laughs> you guys. I got to live my life. Uh, and um, did you 
go anywhere? We did didn't, you stay home? We didn't do anything. We stayed home and we did one of those uh, grocery stores that did the whole meal thing. Nice. That's the way to go if you, oh, for two or four people. It that's was, so perfect. It was so good because we even had Thanksgiving food in a lot. You know, we didn't have it last year either. Um, it was really good. And then I don't want to brag, but I watched all of the third season of S- Selling Sunset. So okay. I did God's work. Okay. Thank so you're you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, that was about it. We played. Um, some cards, but we really didn't do anything, which we were fine with. We were in chill mode lately. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I just think, yeah, there's something about that like nice long four day oh. and it's so oh. different from last year when we were all so blue about what the hell is going on. I know. Right. Yeah. And now that I'm going to school, the <clears throat> idea of not I'll I'll come into my talk any day. You know how I'm obsessed yeah. with you guys. But like not waking up and going to school is everything it's so nice it's so good i know and i feel like the five and the eight-year-old were like pretty excited even they only missed three days of school oh yeah they were just like you know a week ago they're like we're not in school we're at the beach i know (laughs) and i'm sure they woke up at the same time anyways knowing kids but like oh isn't that when you got to skip school for a vacation i that yeah i don't know that that ever happened yeah that didn't happen i'm assuming it did for me some people yeah i'm pretty sure it didn't happen and by vacation i mean we just drove to north dakota like i don't want to brag (laughs) the first time i was on a plane i was like 16 so yeah yeah it was well something that makes us very happy and we really missed it last year and and it's one of our favorite, I would say, you know, State Fair and then the Santa Stop broadcasts are so much fun. And yes. we always kick off at the Chan Hassan Dinner Theater and they do, they have great drink specials and they usually put out happy hour. And we're nice. going to have some good guests. So we're really excited to be on the road tomorrow. So if you can stop by and see us at Chan Hassan and drop off some gifts for the Ronald McDonald House, that would be so appreciated. And it'd just be nice to see your face. And then... Happy Hanukkah to everybody who's celebrating. Yes. Yeah. All right, listen, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Taylor Swift, just for you, Brittany, Uh, message in a bottle. I feel honored. And then we've got, it's just like the queen, right? Taylor is the queen. Taylor, Taylor. Taylor. All right. Thank you, Grant, for that music, because Julia's gone today. I'm going to take the opportunity (laughs) to talk about the royals, because so much royal news exploded while i was gone a new book is out tomorrow that is making mega headlines so many headlines that prince charles who's in barbados cutting ties with that country as or that island as a colony they're done with great britain as their colonial ruler no more you know yeah uh, british pound i mean that's it it's done he made a statement the queen's People made a statement, wow. and then there's some BBC documentary that also aired last week. So the men in gray suits must just be going crazy. But here, I'll let Kelly Cobiea from the Today Show talk to us about this book that is called... It's written by a longtime uh, royal reporter. It's called Brothers and Wives Inside the Private Lives of William, Kate, Harry, and Meghan. Another bombshell for the royal family. The new book, Brothers and Wives, claiming Prince Charles asked about the skin color of son Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's future children on the day of their engagement over breakfast with his wife Camilla. Charles allegedly asking, what do you suppose their children's complexion might be? An innocent conversation, the book's author says, that was twisted into something toxic by royal advisors and shared with Harry and Meghan. 
A spokesman for Prince Charles telling the New York Post, this is fiction and not worth further comment. Meghan and Harry accusing the royal family of racism in their tell-all interview with Oprah earlier this year. The couple adding they'd never reveal who said it, but later clarifying it wasn't the Queen or Prince Philip. At the time, the Queen said the allegations were taken very seriously and would be addressed privately. Prince William just days later publicly defended the royals. Is uh, the royal family a racist family, sir? No, very much not a racist family. The book's author, Christopher Anderson, has covered the royal family for decades, and his publisher says he has multiple sources for all of his reporting. In the book, he describes William's concerns about Harry rushing to the altar, saying William's advice to Harry was, take whatever time you need to really get to know this girl. Harry's alleged reaction, who the hell do you think you are, brother? The author says the situation became more strained in December 2019 after Harry and Meghan chose to spend the Christmas holiday in Canada and that before the Queen recorded her traditional Christmas message, she asked that a portrait of Harry, Meghan and Archie be removed. The book claims William was shocked when he realized the photo was gone and told Kate Harry would be terribly upset. It also cites an unnamed confidant of Harry's as saying that Harry felt as if he, Meghan and Archie were being erased from the family. A spokesperson for the Queen told the New York Post, we don't comment on books of this kind as to do so risks giving it some form of authority or credibility. But they commented yeah. on this by making that comment. Yes. So this is because this author has like multiple sources and you know, I remember watching Harry and Meghan and Oprah and, you know, Oprah was obviously, you know, prepped or whatever that they yeah. had this thing to say. And she was like, you know, I was, you know, she really wanted them to divulge yeah. who inquired, well, what color is their child going to be? And um, Harry, you know, said the very, you know, it wasn't Queen Elizabeth or Prince Philip. I would have bet it would have been Philip. Prior to Harry saying that, but yeah. supposedly in the book, Charles brings it up at the breakfast table. Now, if you've watched The Crown, and Grant, I know you probably haven't, but you've seen royal people and Downton Abbey. There's always like 10 people in the room, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's butlers, people who do the coffee, the butter, you know, who no knows? one, they're never alone. They're never alone. And so he, um, it, Anyway, he he said that, and it's um, um, and Camilla was like apparently she was the one who was just like, you know, whatever, whatever you do, you mean. But it, I don't know if it's William or it's Charles, um, which one of them said that. But I do think that William gave his little brother a lot of crap about not marrying a woman who was not a British member of the aristocracy, aristocrat. You know, yeah. he, you don't marry an... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Actress, that's your side piece. That's your mistress. This yeah. would be the very hoity toity <laughs> British way of sort of thinking, especially coming from the you don't marry a woman like that. Yeah. That's the side. You want to marry an English rose like my Kate. And Harry's probably thinking, yeah, look at how happy you two are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, so anyway, I I, uh, and I I think they thought it was a seriously reasonable comment to wonder upon. Ah, which is like terrifying. But given... But you're right, because they're so... They're so insulated. I know. They're, they're in such a bubble of... And that's the funny thing is that nobody even realizes how insane of a question that is. Especially because when you think of uh, the United Kingdom, I mean, it is... Uh, yes, it's white, at least as the monarchy goes. Yeah. But, I mean, all the countries that they've had, the citizens that they have, you know... Uh, I remember the first time I went to Jamaica... And I hadn't realized that, you know, that that was a part of the UK at mm-hmm. one time. I don't even know if it, but everybody, or no, it was the Bahamas. Okay, yeah, yeah. And everybody we met was named like um, Sterling and Winchester <laughs> and like all yeah. these very, I was just like, well, and then someone's like, oh yeah, we're, we're, we're part of the UK. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, so... Anyway, it's just, it's going to have headlines uh, for days, this book. And when's Um, the book coming out again? The book is coming out tomorrow, and it's called Brothers and Wives Inside the Private Lives of William, Kate, Harry, and Meghan. But I think it's very telling that the Queen's people responded to page six. They never comment on anything unless it's true. And it's funny that they they will always deny it. Yeah. But they only comment on the stuff that hits hits too close to home and Charles commented and he's in the bar in Barbados and Williams uh uh camp is busy piling on about this as far as distraction because apparently old William put his foot in his mouth when he was in a was he someplace in Africa last week or an island? Yeah, I, I think that's what it was. Some he was someplace in Africa yeah, and yes. basically told the people to stop having so many children. <laughs> it was terrible. So that was making headlines. So now he's eager. That's why he was eager to get his people out there saying that Queen Elizabeth removing the photo would make Harry very unhappy. I mean, these guys throw themselves under the bus, but I don't think this is the men in gray suit being toxic and coming to Harry. I think that Harry, that like there were people there, they know, uh, they know exactly who it is. And and it doesn't surprise me that old grandpa Charles uh, would have (laughs) wondered that to his wife across the breakfast. It it doesn't at all. And And what she said, the quote they have, she, she said, well, I wonder what the children will look like. And Camilla said, well, absolutely gorgeous. I'm certain. Because there's all these servants that are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of um, kitchen table talk yeah. that is going to get back. 
I think so. I think you're right. I think there's going to be, there's going to be, we're going to find out who said this. Yeah. So he's the unnamed senior royal. And I do think William is the guy who gave his little brother crap because really, let's face it, at some point in William's heart, he's got to be the tiniest bit jealous of Harry because, yeah. yeah. I mean, he got to shrug off the mantle. And like, look at them. (laughs) Look at them. I hate to say it, but look at them. Anyway, thanks for letting me get I my love royal it. Yes. I always feel like you're telling me a story. Oh, just nice job. Yeah, thanks. I need Julia. She just rolls her eyes. All right, we got to go. We'll be right back. All right, well, let's take Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday, November 29th. Well, somehow our long lost friend, Mary Jo Peel, has <laughs> risen up and we have found each other again. Hi, Mary Jo Peel. <laughs> Hi. Hi, y'all. How are oh, you? Oh, my gosh. We have missed you. It has been so long because you moved away to Texas. Right. And then you came back, and then COVID happened. Anyway, we're just glad to be catching up with you. And for people who don't know, if you're a longtime listener of the show, Mary Jo uh, has been on her show many times. She's filled in. She's, of course, uh, probably... Most famously known for her various roles on the television great series, Mystery Science Theater 3000, which was just an epic show. You're never going to live it down. No, I know. And I'm, I'm really lucky because I don't know what I'd be doing because it just keeps giving and giving. I mean, I do conventions. It's so weird for me. So, But we, yeah, all, we all watch that show, which was, how do you describe it? With the puppet... I remember it was my brother who is like 11 years younger than me that alerted to me about it. So it was like, it was sort of like a hipster thing, I feel like, when it first came on the air. Oh, I I don't think it was. I think you it's don't? more of, um, it, no, I think it found like this real geek slash nerd fan base that people really uh connected with um but i will confess that i don't know the proper definition of hipsters (laughs) (laughs) we we used to pass those um on like you know tapes and you know do you have this one do you have that one mystery science theater i mean it was everything and it was kind of underground because a lot of people didn't have like have access to the channel so it it was one of those things that i think almost grew more because it was which would how do you watch this how do you it wasn't yeah. easy access right right that's a re- that's a really good point and when i was um uh asked to audition for the show i didn't even own a television set i was so broke and um so i i knew that some of my friends were writing for the show i knew that it existed but when they asked me to submit an audition piece i i had never seen the show and i had to go to my parents and and watch it there. So yeah, I think all that sort of cultivated this this cult fan base where yeah. people were really in on the joke and all the jokes in the show. Yeah. Oh gosh. It's just anyway, we're we're just so glad that you're, you know, back in Minnesota. Now you have to tell us about um what you're working on now. I am working on, uh, I've been, for several years, I've been writing and performing with Rift Tracks, which is a um, sort of an offshoot of Mystery Science Theater, only it's it's highly, highly technical for today's youth, 
you um you actually go online and there's an app um i'm not making any sense anyway yeah what it is it's an iteration of mystery science theater with uh part of the the group that um uh co-founded mystery science theater and you you download it you stream it that's the word. That's the word. <laughs> I actually <laughs> I saw one of these. They did a simulcast in a theater where they, you know, played it all at the same time. And I got to watch it in a theater. This was like probably five years ago. But uh, mm-hmm. it was a really cool experience just because you knew everyone was watching it at the same time. Yeah, they will do the the live show. You can you can um, stream. Uh, they have tons of episodes to stream, but they will do a couple of live shows every year. So I'm doing that with my pal, Bridget Nelson, and a couple of months ago, I started my own my own show on Twitch yeah. TV. And um, you know, I have always dreamed of having a variety show. I was kind of raised on variety shows. Do you guys remember oh, that whole era? Yes, yes. I mean, I remember like racing home to see the Merv Griffin show. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You know, and I would be like, who's on Merv today? Because he always had such a wild uh, variety of people on. Yeah, same with Mike Douglas. Yes. And I remember my mom watching the Mike Douglas show. And um, so I, um, I, I have a friend of a friend who uh, approached me and he said, if you ever want to do something like this other show I'm producing... I would love to help you out because I am always full of great ideas, but it's the follow through <laughs> that I can't, I can't really, you know. So he, uh, his name is Chris Gersbeck. He's the producer and he's got me all set up and we just try and have, you know, it's, it's only, I think I've been doing it four months. So we're still getting our land legs, but we're just having a ball with it. And I feel like, You know, it kind of came out of what to do during the initial COVID lockdown. Right. So, you know, people are, people need and want stuff. So hopefully people are enjoying it. How do, so we just, if we've got Twitch on our TV or do we just subscribe to your channel or do you know that? Yeah, it's free and it's, um, I don't know if you can access it via television, but you go, you go on your computer and you go. Yeah, oh, I see it here. I, and I love your graphics are very Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That, that was the and producer. A lot of times on your smart TV, Twitch has an app. I do. So yeah, you yeah. can just jump on the app and then search up her username. Thank I, you for that. Because would you believe I still don't have a TV? I stream everything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Thank I, you for that. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Cause I've seen the Twitch thing on my thing and I'm subscribe subscribing yeah. to your show, Mary Jo, because I, I'm interested in your variety show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's high praise. I'm interested in your variety show. (laughs) I really am. Like, who who have been some of your guests? Um, Well, um, I have a terrible memory, especially when I'm I'm nervous. Um, Well, you're not nervous talking to us. Yes, of course I am. I'm always, yeah. I'm, I always operate on a level of nervousness. Yeah, well, like, that's what has always made you. I think like you're such a funny writer, too, because you, you're, you are, and you admit all that stuff out loud. Yeah, well, it's it's cathartic. Is it? You know? <laughs> well, we've done, uh, you know, um, 
many different things like uh, next in December, we're going to do a, uh, a version of to tell the truth. Do you mm. remember that old black and white show? Uh, honey, show? I was on the, to tell the truth in November of 2001 for the nipples. Well, and so that would have been like the new one. The right? new the, one. John O'Hurley was the host. And at the end yes. of our episode, he ripped off his shirt and he had a very hairy chest and he had one of our nipples taped in the middle of his hairy chest. It was <laughs> oh my God. It's hilarious. But I mean, it was so funny because the two other women are, and I still remember my line. My name is Lori Bargini, and is it cold in here? Is it just me? And we all had the nipples enhancers on. One was a gal who was in the Russ, um, oh, he did uh, Corbin, or he did all the motorcycle, biker, hot mama, Russ. He's kind of a six. No, I can't. Maybe you can look it up. He's Russ somebody. Anyway, he always had Buxamy Elvira type. So one lady, I mean, her boobs are like 52 double D. And then the other lady was like a part-time dancer. And she was also quite healthy. And the bra department (laughs) made me wear two bras and chicken cutlets. They just said, you don't have TV bits. (laughs) And we were doing yeah. the whole thing was on the nipples. Anyway, I but stumped the panel. That's a, a, that's appalling. B, that would have been so funny because that would have been a, not a distraction, but that would have misled the panelists yes. that that there were different bosom sizes. So I think they, I, I think they approached that. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, so I think so. How does that work? Does it work like the old? Cool. Like, did you win? Who, who yes, won? Um, Who got the most votes? Well, uh, I, we stumped the panel. So me and the other two ladies and Julia said I could keep it if I stumped the panel. We each got $1,000. Wow. <laughs> Which after taxes, you know, was like $700. But, um, you know, I think in Hollywood, like on those game shows, there's a lot of, uh, you know, unemployed actors, writers, comedians that... Thank goodness for the game shows. Okay, so did um, did so it was just one. It wasn't both you. It was me and the you. other two ladies, and then the judges were Meshach um, Taylor from Designing Women, yeah. a, a mean comedian by the name of Ant, and Jack A. Harry, <gasps> I remember Ant. Me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you talking about. Yeah, he was really mean. But anyway, yeah. But the, everyone Jack else was, Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was... So I... Okay, love that, that you're revisiting some game shows. That's excellent. And uh, one... Oh, my gosh, I'm terrible at this, and I don't even prepare, like, refresh my memory. But um, the very first episode, we did sort of a film festival thing where um, a theater and movie critic from Austin that I knew in Austin interviewed me as if with all my failed <laughs> all my failed outings because I've written and recorded so many TV pilots that never went anywhere and uh so he we kind of did a tongue in cheek thing fun like that do you did oh. you have to prepare for that one because you can't keep track of all these things <laughs> That's why I have Chris, the producer. <laughs> um, one that was really great was um, 
The second one we did was I had guests reading from my old junior high journal, which was very, you know, full of poetry. And uh, I talk about wanting to be locked in a grocery store overnight. Like that was my fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's hot. I like that. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just having a a ball with it. It's really fun and people are enjoying it. Yeah. And are you doing any um, outside of the Mary Jo Peel show on Twitch? Are you doing any like show shows where people can see you in person or no? I haven't. Yeah. um, But now that things are opening up, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to. Yeah. I'll be doing. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Doing a headlining weekend this spring at uh, the Comedy Corner Underground. Yeah. On Seven Corners. But that's all the live stuff planned thus far. Okay. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, getting warmed up again. Yeah. Well, it's- you're one of the funniest uh, people alive. I always have gotten a kick out of you, and I'm so glad that you're back here and we're reconnecting and can't wait to watch the Mary Jo Peel show on Twitch. And are you, are you, what's your favorite social media? Do you like Twitter? Do you like Instagram? Where do you like to? I'm not on Instagram. Um, I am on Twitter, Mary Jo Peel, and Facebook, Mary Jo Peel. Okay. All right. Well, wonderful to talk to you, and we're going to have you on for uh, one of these days when uh, Julia is out of town, so we can just giggle all afternoon. It's so great talking to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. That's Mary Jo Peel, everybody. All right. Listen, we come back. Um, Oh, I'm not even going to say it out loud. That's Miss Jackson, uh, just playing a little retro. That song sounds so good. It's so good. We were listening so to the music video uh, during prep, and I just can't even. She's so cool. Yeah, well, last week, Billboard released their 10 greatest of all time artists list. Mm-hmm. Number one, The Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two, Madonna. Number three, Elton John. Number four, Elvis. Number five, Mariah. Number six, Stevie Wonder. Number seven, Janet Jackson. Over her brother, number eight, Michael Jackson. Wow. No prince on that top ten list, which he belongs on the top ten. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I mean, who do you take off? I I think I, I know it's controversial. Yeah. I don't know if the standard of work across the board for the Beatles is, I don't know, they're always number one. Yeah. Like, I think that one, I'm not saying they're not, shouldn't be in the top 10. I'm not saying that, but like, a lot, I don't know. I don't yeah. want to, I'm going to get attacked. Yeah. Great. But yeah. I just, I think they get a little more credit than they always deserve. I yeah, know. But anyway, Janet, number seven, I above know. Michael Jackson and... You know, I was like, well, there is something because the one thing that 
I just DVR'd it on FX. I know it's streaming on Hulu, but I was very anxious. It's from the same people who gave us Framing Britney Spears, the New York Times producers, and it was Malfunction yeah. about the Janet Jackson, um, that Super Bowl. And it it is... Um, and I know last week she shared a quote about uplifting people because as people watched it, of course, Justin Timberlake, who I've hated since the Super Bowl. I've yeah. never forgiven his ramen head noodled awful ways that he behaved. <laughs> um, but he faced backlash all over again. And if you remember when Framing Britney Spears came out, yeah. he apologized to both Britney and Miss Jackson in, in one Note app. Note app, yeah. It was One really... screenshot of a note app. Yeah. Like, that's where I write my grocery list, yeah. Justin. So yeah. calm down. Um, so anyway, she, she, you know, because people were just completely appalled all over again. And yeah. also, um, you know, like a week following the Super Bowl, and we've remembered this, and we bring it up every year at the Super Bowl time. Remember Janet Jackson? But yeah. She was told that you will be uninvited to the Grammys, which were airing on CBS. Yeah. And when you watch the documentary, you think, okay, yep, you're going to re-hate Justin Timberlake all again, but you're going to have a renewed, uh, found disgusting opinion of Les Moonves, who had all this power at CBS, which owned... MTV, yeah, which owned Simon and Schuster, so he was able to screw her radio career, her book career, and at the Grammys. And this is an interview from when Nancy O'Dell, way back, and Nancy O'Dell, you know, left Entertainment Tonight a couple years ago, but yeah, she was on Access Hollywood for like ten years, and this was after the Super Bowl. And she's doing an interview whenever one of those first rounds when Janet started doing interviews. Yeah. Were you disinvited by the Grammys or did you choose on your own not to go? No, I was disinvited. I was I was straight up asked not to come. How did you feel about that? Um I don't want to be anywhere that I'm not wanted. Jenna says what made it worse was the lost opportunity of introducing the special tribute to friend Luther Vandross. I had heard that Luther actually didn't want to receive the award unless I was giving it to him, presenting it to him. Which that kind of got lost in the shuffle. It really was uh, very hurtful. I'm okay with it, though. I mean, you know, and I don't think that that clip was, I don't know that that was in the documentary. Yeah. I, I was only able to watch about 45 minutes of of the show, but I, I knew that I was just, my head was going to explode over um, Justin Timberlake. And, you know, what I also didn't realize is that Justin Timberlake's, debut album was largely comprised of songs that were meant for Michael Jackson. Really? Yeah. I mean, irony of ironies. Irony and irony. I mean, literally, he's he's talked about that, too. It's funny. I kind of forget to make that connection because he talks about his dance style, a lot of his musical, yeah. you know, all goals have always been Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. So to do his sister so dirty. Oh, so dirty. And it's, you know, we talked about this, too, is that, like, we allowed this kind of behavior. We 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 looked at him and we just thought he was so lovely and hilarious and all these things. But at the end of the day, 
somebody who doesn't stand up for other people or like just says, I'm going to deal with this on my own because he knew that he could get out unscathed. But if he had to do it with her, you know, or if to that's not a great person. No, I mean, it, you know, he's the one who coined the word wardrobe malfunction yeah. in a statement to MTV on February 1st. I'm sorry if anyone was offended by the wardrobe malfunction. What a terrible apology. Yeah. First of all, <clears throat> it was not intentional. It was regrettable. She put out her statement, and um, also he, you know, she was going to do this Luther Vandroff uh, tribute, and Les Moonves wanted her and Justin to come separately in his office and apologize in person. And Jan was like, well, we didn't mean for it to happen. It wasn't a planned thing. I'm not coming in and apologizing. Yeah. JT not only went in and apologized, but cried. Yeah. And also... um, at the Grammys, he apologized on air, and then he, um, during his acceptance speech, he laughed. He, he had laughed while saying, I know it's been a rough week for everybody. What occurred was unintentional, completely regrettable, and I completely apologize if you were offended. And um, he kept his $6 million McDonald's deal that yeah. he had in place, and um, just... He yeah, I mean, why didn't he cry for both of them? I know. And that's, that's the I thing. guess what I always get down to. They were performing. She gave him a sync got a break from they got to open for Janet Jackson. I know. There's just no He like, had no loyalty she, to not her. Not even loyalty, human decency at some point, you yeah. have to say. Like and of course, like she pays all the penalties. She pays all the she slandered, affiliated, yeah. uh, you know, humiliated. And that, yeah. oh, she's a wanton. Vi- I mean, this documentary, what I watched of it is so good because they you forget how long we've known Janet Jackson. If you're whatever age, but if you saw her in the 70s in good times, she was the little girl. And then she's yeah. on different strokes. I mean. We kind of grew up with her, and then as she became a young woman, then, you know, I don't know. It, it just... It, it was a rough go, and I... It's, it's and her good career no, yeah. has never recovered. No. Les Moonves. Well, is, look where he's at. Yeah, I know. That's true, but boy. It's true. I don't know. Anyway, I think you should watch that documentary. We love you, Miss Jackson. All right, we'll be back.